Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. There were problems at the church in Corinth, and if, if you were to uh, ask me to describe as quick as I can what was the church like in Corinth, I would say messed up. That would be my, right? And uh, so they had some problems. So they wrote Paul. They asked him some questions about church and about how church should function. And, and as we've been reading in the last couple chapters, Paul has been answering their questions. And last week, if you weren't here, in chapter 8, Paul wrote in verse 9, he said, but uh, beware lest somehow this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to those who are weak. So he was talking about how, you know, that we have freedom in Christ, but not everything that we have a right to do is beneficial for us or beneficial for other people. So we need to be considerate of other people and not cause them trouble. Now, he continues in chapter 9, and he now asks a series of rhetorical questions uh, about himself and his position in the church as he is talking to them. So in verse 1, he starts out and says, am I not an apostle? Rhetorical question. He is. Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? So uh, he's asking these questions. Now, uh, the requirements to be an apostle was to have seen the Lord Jesus Christ risen from the dead and to be sent out into ministry by Christ Jesus himself. So Paul uh, uh, had done both of those, right? And so today when people say, I'm an apostle, well, my question is, did you see the risen Jesus Christ with the you know, holes in his hands and in his feet and did he directly commission you, right? Now, now someone, I could, you know, be okay with someone saying, well, I feel like the Lord called me to ministry. Yeah, but uh, whenever someone tells me, like, they're an apostle, I'm like, are you talking apostle like the original 12? Or what, what are you talking about here, right? It's a different definition. Now, it's important for all of you to know who are studying the Bible, students of the Bible, that we live in a world where people change definitions of things all the time, right? And, and so uh, Paul here is just clarifying with the church in Corinth as he's talking to them, I'm an apostle. I saw Jesus. I was, you know, on the road to Damascus, right? Remember where Jesus came to him and said, why are you persecuting me? And then he commissioned him into ministry, and he said, hey, uh, you know, I, I have things for you to do. And, and then as it relates to the church in Corinth, Paul planted the church there. He had uh, spent a year and a half establishing the church. And so in verse 2, he says, if I am not an apostle to others, yet doubtless I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. So uh, there were some in the church in Corinth that had a problem submitting to the Apostle Paul's authority. Now, uh, this is nothing new. It started thousands of years ago at the beginning of the church. There are always people who have a problem with authority. And I'm sure everyone in this room has worked with someone who has a problem with authority. As soon as a supervisor or a manager tells them something, their immediate thought is, He's a ding-dong. Why is he in charge? Why should I do what he says, right? And, and no different in the church. But there were those in the church who, you know, didn't necessarily think that Paul had authority as an apostle. Now, 
the church in what Paul's saying is the church in Corinth was proof of God's anointing on the apostle Paul's life. He started the church. The people got saved because he preached the gospel to them. And, and we know that, uh, you know, Paul is saying to them, you, you should listen to what I'm telling you because Jesus sent me there to start the church. In Matthew 7, 18, Jesus said, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Therefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. And so, uh, those of you who are students of the Bible, you know that Jesus taught. How do you know whether someone is really following Jesus and doing what he says? Especially people who are claiming spiritual authority. And the bottom line is the fruit, right? What, what is in their wake of their life? What's, what's behind them? And so Paul goes on to say in verse 3, my defense to those who examine me is this. So Paul's saying, for those who think that I'm not the apostle Paul and I don't have any right to talk to you, he says in verse, two, verse 4, do we have right uh, do we have no right to eat or drink? Now, these are rhetorical questions. And uh, in those days, you know, famous speakers or philosophers, as they traveled around, they would either charge a fee or they were given an honorarium. And so Paul is saying uh, that he has the right to be supported financially. Paul had the right to be paid to do the work of an apostle, right? And Paul uses himself as an illustration of giving up personal rights. Uh, and, and so, you know, he willingly gave up his right to win people in the church in Corinth. And in Matthew 10, Jesus said in verse 9, Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor uh, two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Now what Jesus was saying when he sent his guys out is that, hey, you don't need to take anything. They'll support you wherever you go. Then they're going to they're gonna provide what you need. Now in verse 5, Paul goes on and he's kind of asking them, hey, I'm an apostle. Verse 5, he says, Do we have no right? to take along a believing wife, as do also the other apostles, the brother of the Lord, uh, and Cephas, which we know is Peter, right? So some of the other apostles were being supported by the church in Corinth financially, but they weren't supporting the apostle Paul. So kind of get this in your mind. Paul planted the church in Corinth. Paul was, you know, the one who taught them about Jesus, and, and yet now they're supporting financially Peter, but they're not supporting Paul. And so Paul's saying, you know, don't I have the right to be supported by the church that I started to receive financial compensation for me and my family, just as Peter's getting compensation for him and his family, right? And, and then in verse 6, or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working? So he's saying, look, you support these other apostles, but you don't support us. And Paul and Barnabas have the right to be supported by the church. Now, uh, next, Paul's going to give six reasons why uh, those who work in full-time ministry have the right to be supported financially. Verse 7, he says, Whoever goes, to war, who, whoever goes to war at his own expense, question. Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of the fruit, question. Or who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock. So Paul's saying, look around. You know, in a military, if someone's going to war, uh, if, if you join a, an army to go to war, you don't buy your own uniform. You don't buy your own M4, right? Because, you know, M16s are old now, right? You know, uh, one of our kids had a friend in the military. He was in Iraq, and he FaceTimed us while he was in Iraq. And I'm like, what kind of gun do you have? He's like, I got an M4, you know, and it's like this. It's like a new version of the M16. I think it's still 223, right? I don't know. Anyway, right? But you don't buy your own gun. You don't buy your own ammo. And what's Paul saying by this illustration? And if you're a farmer, right, you don't plant a vineyard and, and work, 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 and then not benefit from it. If you're a rancher and you have a flock of sheep, right, you don't take care of them and not get compensated. And so he's saying a person who works in the spiritual war uh, should also be compensated as well. And he's telling them that. Verse 8, do I say these things as mere men, or does not the law say the same also? Now, I love verse 8 because the Apostle Paul 
use the scripture to support the truth that he's teaching, right? And, you know, whenever I listen to someone teaching at church, uh, you know, as I'm sitting in the audience like you are tonight, as someone's teaching some truth, I immediately think to myself as they're teaching some truth, uh, what does the Bible say about this? And what Bible verses do I know about it? And do the Bible verses I know about this topic agree or disagree with what they're teaching? Um, and, And, you know, whenever I see someone teaching at church, I love it when whatever truth they're teaching, that they give you some scripture from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, that support that truth. I, I love that because then you're like, oh yeah, that's what the totality of the scriptures say. Now, why do I love that? Because I grew up with that with Pastor Chuck Smith, who started Calvary Chapel. And, you know, he would teach a truth, and then he would say, look, here's the truth in the old, here's the truth in the new, and give you some scriptures. Now, I love that we get to put the verses up here, right? And, uh, you know, I went to a pastor's conference, and, you know, a lot of great teachers, some of the best teachers in the country there. And, but they didn't put the verses up. I'm like, God, why don't you put the verses up? You know, I asked one of the guys, why don't you put them up there? And they're like, you know, well, we've never put them up there. And, and some of you might be thinking, well, Pastor Bob, why do we put the verses up there? Well, because 20 years ago, someone came up to me and said, Pastor Bob, you know, some of us are auditory and some of us are visual. And so you talk really fast. And for those of us who are visual, if you put the words up there, or the verses up there, we could read them because you talk so fast, and we could write them down. And I said, all right, but we don't have a projector. Like, well, I'll buy one. I'm like, all right, you buy one, we'll put them up, right? So that's why we put them up, because somebody wanted them up there. <laughs> but here's the thing. I love it, right? And, and, uh, but, you know, when you think about using Scripture to, preser- uh, to support the truth that you give, that's what Jesus did. It's what the Apostle Paul did, uh, to use Scripture to support the truth. And, and so if somebody comes up to me and tries to start telling me some doctrine, my first thought is, well, what? Where in the Bible does it teach this truth? Whatever it is, right? And some guy after church on a Wednesday came up to me and said, Pastor Bob, why don't we give everybody a kiss, a holy kiss at church? I'm like, what? And he's like, you know, the Bible says. He didn't call it a holy kiss. He called it a, I don't know what he called. He called it a, I don't, I can't remember. He didn't say a juicy kiss. I don't know what it was, but he was like, why don't we all like kiss each other at church? I'm like, dude, where'd you get that? And he's like, it's in the Bible. And it's like, you know, so Paul said, greet each other with a holy kiss. Now, Obviously, he, you know, he was a young guy. He didn't know. I lived in Europe, and in some countries, when they greet you, instead of shaking hands, they give you a hug, and they put their cheek next to your ke- cheek and go, they don't lock on lips and stick their tongue in there. Hey, hey, baby. I mean, it's like, right? Now, I don't know what this 18-year-old was thinking about, holy kiss, what he thought it was, but it wasn't what he thought, right? I mean, hugging somebody and putting your cheek by their cheek and going, right? I mean, uh, but, and that's just not in our culture, so why don't we do that? Well, that was a cultural thing, and they still do it today in Europe, but uh, how many of you got, you know, have been greeted by someone where they hug you on one side, the other side, right? I mean, if you're in the mob, I suppose it's okay, but I mean, we're in Idaho, so I just, but I didn't know what he was talking about. Holy kiss, what are you talking about? And then he didn't say holy kiss. He said something like, I can't remember the weird term he used, but it wasn't in the Bible. It wasn't smoochy kiss or I don't know what it was. It was just weird. I'm like, what? And so then I was thinking about it, and then a few days later it came to me, oh, he must be thinking about that, and it was something different. But, right, but when people tell you something that the Bible says, you need to say, where's that in the Bible, right? Where does the Bible teach that, right? If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, uh, in fact, I've had people come up to me and say, Pastor Bob, I don't have a job, I don't work, I just mooch off other people, and uh, I mean, they don't say it like that, but I mean, you know, they're like, I go from church to church trying to collect money because I don't want to work, and so uh, they say to me, hey, Jesus said, if you, uh, you need to give me your cloak, and so I need you to give me the keys to your car. I'm like, well, that ain't happening, bro. The Bible also says, if you don't work, you don't eat, so you want me to show you that verse? And he was just like, I'm like, anyway, but right, so to me, 
Everything that I do and think about life and about everything from financially, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, you know, every decision I make financially, what does the Bible say about it, right? And, and there are verses about all those things, about your marriage, about parenting, about, you know, and when, when I had children, I went through and just wrote down all the verses I could find in the Bible about parenting, right? About parents, right? In fact, you can go online to Blue Letter Bible and you can look up the Knaves Topical Bible and you can just type in parent or parenting and it'll give you all the verses you could copy them all down as a parent and say oh i'm doing this stuff because as a parent you know there's hundreds of books about how to raise your children but i remember thinking i want to raise my children according to what the bible says not what according to everybody else right thank you for joining us for today in the word we'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at calvary chapel calvary chapel caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.